Welcome to Untold Physio Stories, a podcast that informs and educates by connecting you to rehab industry leaders who share their candid successes and failures in business and practice. This episode of Untold Physio Stories is sponsored by Edge Mobility System. Edge Mobility System is your online site for everything a PT, OT, DC, MT, ATC, or fitness pro would need. Get certified in blood flow restriction therapy or training online. Check out our full modern manual therapy seminars, ISTM toolkit, edge suspension trainer, portable tables, and more. Untold Physio Stories listeners can save 10% by going to edgemobsys.com. That's E-D-G-E-M-O-B-S-Y-S.com slash untold to save 10% off their first purchase. Edge Health and Tech Solutions. We do websites that work for you and give you an edge over the competition. Did you know that you have less than 10 seconds to capture someone's interest in your website before they click away? How about the fact that most people are accessing your website from their phone? Save thousands and get a fully mobile, appealing, and SEO-optimized website linked to your social media, email list, and Google My Business. All for one low price and no monthly fees. Why not keep doing what you do best in your business and allow us to handle the tech side? Let's get started. Find us at edgehealthandtech.com. Welcome back to Untold Physio Stories. I'm one of your hosts, Dr. E, with Modern Manual Therapy, Modern Rehab Mastery, Edge Mobility System, and of course, Untold Physio Stories podcast. My co-host is uh, Dr. Andrew Rothschild with uh, Modern Manual Therapy, Modern Patient Education, Modern Rehab Mastery as well. All right. How are you doing today, Andrew? I'm doing well, Erson. How are you? Good. So I've been teaching live courses again, which is always great. And in one of my courses, there was a guy who for, um, he's a PT, younger guy, maybe in his late 20s, um, very fit, healthy. The, um, his, his, he didn't really have a mechanism of injury that I could remember, but for five years, he's had left scapular pain um, every day at around 8 p.m. So... I don't know if you heard uh, the the story that the guest from my last course told about the the seatbelt and the what I thought was the most interesting pain science story ever. Did you hear that one? No, I hadn't heard that one yet. I'm going to have to check it out. Okay. Well, just to recap, uh, he was seeing someone with, you know, really um, like after MVA, she wasn't really responding. She had uh, left upper quarter general pain. Um, he, he was trying everything. He's very heavily into pain science. He's pretty much fail, had failure after failure after failure with pain science, like many of us do. People getting upset, people screaming at him, whatever, really getting discouraged. And uh, you know, he, he she mentioned something like, you know, it, it's worse. It's worse when it rained. And just for whatever reason, he asked, "Were you wearing? Were you wearing? Or was it raining when you were in your accident?" And uh, she said, yeah. Um, and she also had mentioned that the pain started left upper quarter and went down to like right lower quarter. So it, it's a, it was actually like um, it's the seatbelt, how it crossed her body. 
Yeah. yeah. Since it since it was raining when she was in her accident, raining reproduces her pain is her neurotag. So after that, she actually re- started responding to treatment and was much much better. That's wild. Right. So that I thought, and that's when he was like, the, the title of that podcast was "You Can Win at Pain Signs." So getting back to this guy, I just thought, oh, you know, 8 p.m., like 8 p.m., not necessarily on the dot, but within like plus or minus five to 10 minutes, every day at 8 p.m., he starts to get this onset of really severe burning, like six, seven, constant left thoracic pain. He said he's had, you know, that area needled, manipulated, whatever. He's done cervical retractions. Um, Nothing really seemed to stick. Uh, you know, in, in terms of it b- even being burning, he said that he's had people punch it before and it, it doesn't make it better or worse. Like just locally, local treatment has no effect. And I just thought, you know, based upon that other podcast, oh, well, what, what's up with the APM? You know, did he, does he have some kind of like trauma? Did something happen at APM? But there was nothing that, that he could think of. Um, the guy who owned the practice had had mentioned that you know this guy drinks regularly. He loves his bourbon and alcohol and everything. So we thought, oh, is that is that overall sensitizing the system? He's also very much meat and potatoes only guy. I mentioned something about maybe trying to give up alcohol for a bit and try to eat more vegetables. And he said, you know, even the thought of like looking at a bean makes him nauseous. Like he doesn't like green things. <laughs> <laughs> and he and he was joking and not joking. So someone who obviously doesn't want to do any of those things. And I just thought, is that is that potentially sensitizing system? But when I evaluated him, he fit the upper cord clinical practice patterns, had a severe loss of cervical retraction side bedding to the left. Um, the only thing that he could find that reproduced it at any course was at a recent SFMA, he did lumbar lock, which is kind of like a, you know, the quadruped where you sit rock back on your heels and you rotate your head and your trunk with your arm over, over your head. Yep. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. And like 99, like your hands are behind your fingertips are behind your head and you rotate. So when he rotated to the right, that reproduced his left scapular pain. And he thought, well, I have to get around to doing this at a high enough dosage to desensitize it. But he never did that either. So that was the only thing that we can do short of wait around till 8 PM to see if something was going to have an effect. So we did uh, a lot of cervical retraction and range loading, some isometrics some ISDM, all that kind of good stuff to really get a good end range. I did maybe 30, 40, 50 reps. Then after that, his his um, lumbar lock right rotation was completely pain-free. It went from you know dysfunctional painful to functional non-painful. So that was our only test retest. I said, hammer away at these all day and let's see what happens. And you know, he he did them very consistently all the way through day one. He was the first person I, I took up at like 10, 11 a.m. Um he said the next day his pain was way more diffuse about a four or five instead of six or seven. It came on a little bit earlier at seven 30 instead of 8 PM. And um, he didn't have this anterior hot poker, which he forgot to mention. He said it normally goes, starts in his left scapular, mid scapular region, like around rhomboids. And it goes through like a hot poker and pokes through his chest and he has burning um, in his anterior rib cage. Hmm. So he said he didn't have that either. So I said, okay, let's let's keep on hammering away at that. And we we were getting into other things. Something that I'm teaching you for this year is like low threshold isometrics. So we tested. Um, imagine testing like a a manual pal off press. So someone standing either in stride stance or just standing normally with feet shoulder width apart. So his hands were in front of him. It, imagine you know if he was pressed all the way out for a pal off press. And we're just doing really really low graded isometrics from like zero resistance all the way up to 100, 
but taking like one to three minutes to grade up the the resistance. And rotating to the left was really weak. He was he wasn't able to hold that after maybe 20, 30 percent resistance without doing a Valsalva or without kind of you know pulling his lats or something really global without having to hold his breath. Because he should be able to do these low threshold isometrics with normal breathing. So I so I added that and uh, to his home program and to keep up with the retractions. Um, two days after the course, he said his symptoms were only like a two or three. Um, and then five days after the course, he was completely pain-free for the first time in five years after just doing the retractions and the low threshold isometrics. Wow. And, you know, I also thought, so it ended up being a, a simple mechanical case, but the 8 p.m., must have just been whatever he was doing throughout the day just finally added up and maybe he was settled down. Because I also thought, you know, I asked, what, are, what else are you doing around that time? It's like, oh, it's putting my daughter to bed, but his daughter's only like three three to six months old or something like that. Nothing to do with five years, you know? Right, I mean? right. Like I thought, oh, is it something to do with the, the kid and finally going to bed? Or is that a stressful time? But but no, you know, he enjoys it and she sleeps really well. So, I, I mean, I just thought it was an interesting case because I thought it was going to be like this major pain science Neurotag breakthrough, but it ended yeah. up being simple. <laughs> it still seems very that you know that time frame is still that's still puzzling. You know that it's so specific and it's been so consistent over the years. Yeah, yeah. and I asked too, like, what if, what if you're in a different area? What if you're traveling? What if you're sleeping in a different bed? And it, yeah. he just hasn't done any of that stuff within five years. That's interesting because sometimes that changes things. I've had people with near constant pain or persistent pain definitely centrally sensitized and they go visit their kids in California for two weeks and they have zero pain. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Did, um, and that, that, I think a lot of that is stress and everything too. And sure. obviously you're, you're just overjoyed at seeing your family and you don't have the same context that you do at home. And then yeah, you go home it, and everything. It's the context is the associations, like you said, it's that neurotag, the things that get wired together. Yeah. Did you, have you ever read the book, um, back in control by Dr. David Hanscom? No, it sounds like I should. <laughs> it's well, he's a former um, like complex spine surgeon out of Seattle. I don't think he's does. He, I think he retired from surgery now and just treats chronic pain. Um, but he had, in the book he has a story. It was kind of making me think about that. The first, you know, the, from the from the last episode of the podcast, where he had had a patient who had been in uh, Vietnam and had been in a very uh, horrific. Uh, chopper uh, helicopter accident and had you know messed up his leg and then he would still get this random knee leg pain sort of on a you know a couple times a year um and it seemed to be associated with hearing a helicopter in the back in the background like mm. that it would all of a sudden bring on that leg pain because of that association with the injury and being in a helicopter accident did he even realize that or did he just think it was random? I think initially he didn't he didn't realize it and then he began to understand that it was still happened. But then there's a story of like he and his wife, I guess, were um, in the park and all of a sudden he had this like searing leg pain. And his wife later asked him if he heard the helicopter that had been overhead and he didn't even consciously he wasn't even consciously aware that there had been there had been a helicopter, but like his nervous system had was aware of it and that was like the the the, the, the associated response yeah it's so interesting i mean you know we know from general psychology about state context dependency it's something we learn in psychology and that's been around forever yeah 
you know, and, and neurotags also, and, and those um, pain sites has been around for at least 20 years, as we always talk about. It's nothing new, but state context dependency is much older than 20 years. And it's amazing that it took us this long to figure out that something like pain can be a learned behavior. Yeah. And I, I think it's, I think it's really hard for people to, I mean, you know, it's hard enough for us as healthcare practitioners to kind of uh, wrap our heads around that. But I think it's especially hard for patients. I think patients are always looking for that mechanical, physiological cause. And uh, it's, it's hard for them to sometimes embrace other things because it's, it's a little bit more, yeah, esoteric is not the right word, but like it's not as tangible. And so it, you, have, you get a lot more doubt associated with it. Yeah. I mean, no one wants to hear that pain is an output from the brain. Yeah. Uh, but that's why I like Chris Johnson's message that I adopted since I heard him say it, that pain is all about sensitivity. Because you can talk about everything that sensitizes the system right. and everything that desensitizes the system. And it doesn't, you know, just maladaptive thoughts and learned behaviors are just one of the things. Yeah. I've, I've definitely gone away from using the word brain and I definitely spend more time talking about nervous system and sensitivity and other types of things for sure. Yeah. Because brain hearing brain is just like, it's all in my head. Yeah. That, yeah, absolutely. It's a hard message to get across. It is. All right. Where can people find you, Andrew? People can find me on Twitter and Instagram at, at a Rothschild PT. And also of course, modern manual therapy and modern patient education and online mentoring, modern rehab mastery. And don't worry if you look for a Rothschild PT, uh, you, you will still, and you end up uh, coming up with someone named Spear underscore Physio. It's the same person. That's right. Yeah. I think the search should, should pop them both up, hopefully. Have a good day, Andrew. Thanks, Arizona. You too. Well, you can find me, uh, Dr. E at Modern Rehab Mastery. That's our new online mentoring program. It includes modern manual therapy, modern patient education, and modern strength training. It's three months with three mentors, so one month with each mentor, four weeks, tons of modules, lots of CEUs, learn at your own pace for a month, then move on. Um, so go beyond the seminar. You also get chat room um, with your mentees and mentors and live Q&As every week. Check out all my products, Edge Mobility System. We have the new Edge ISTM toolbox that includes the Edge Mobility Star and the OG Edge Mobility Tool, our Edge Restriction System BFR cuffs. That's part of Dr. Kyle Coffey's Modern Strike Training BFR certificate. Uh, I hope to see you at a live eclectic approach course soon. That's Modern Manual Therapy um, in US, Canada, and South America. And uh, make sure to rate Untold Physio Stories five stars on Apple Podcasts. You could also subscribe on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. And as always, you guys have an awesome day.